What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Starkfine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. I am live from the 2024 NFL Combine. Stephen is back home enjoying the city of Pittsburgh. I heard it's uh, a little chilly there. It's 85 degrees here in Indianapolis, and I packed nothing but sweaters and jeans. So we're limited. We're limited on the light wear, but I think we'll make it through or we'll lose a couple of pounds. How you feel, my friend? And uh, is it is it warm? Please tell me it's warm there. Uh, it's, it's all right. Sun is shining. We got some crazy <laughs> thunderstorms today, like shook my house type of thunder today. But wow, I, I am feeling a little jealous, though, because the last time we were in Indiana- when we were in Indianapolis last year, it was freezing cold, dude. It was 20 <laughs> it really degrees was. like you could barely leave the leave the convention center without without freezing your butt off. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, as soon as I'm not there, it's 65 degrees. Everyone's hanging. Out. People wearing shorts. Ridiculous. They were ridiculous. They were wearing, uh, they are, there are a couple of people in shorts. You want to know who is not in shorts? And we mentioned this man many times on the, on the podcast. I think all Steelers fans know who he is and they know him by the shorts. Mark Caboli, not in wow. shorts, was wow. stunned. Was Must be stunned. a formal occasion. Must be a big That's day. That's what I'm saying, dude. Huge day. He, he, I was, I thought he was presenting an award or something. Guy's got jeans on. That was the first thing I said to him when I saw him. Uh, but it is nice and warm down here. Indianapolis is a good time. Um, so far, not much happening for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Omar Khan did not speak today. He uh, had a, a death in the family, decided to leave Indianapolis, obviously. Still waiting on word on if he will return to Indy and speak to the media at some point this week. But for right now, he is to be decided. Um, our thoughts and prayers obviously go out to him and the Khan family. The rest of the general managers, a handful of coaches spoke today. I tried to walk around, get as many Steelers tidbits as humanly possible. Let me tell you, that's really difficult when there are 40 other reporters standing around you asking about the team that this person coaches and or manages. And I'm sitting there like, well, also, what are your thoughts on Mike Tomlin? And he's like, who are you, man? What are you even asking me? Um, But we got a couple of them. The Steelers might be missing out on two top free agent cornerbacks. There is another quarterback that we could toss in there possibly as an option for the Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, some news and notes around the AFC North when it comes to the Steelers new offensive coordinator their head coach and a linebacker that they just signed the other day we'll start with Jalen Johnson and Legereus Sneed probably the two biggest cornerbacks that the Steelers could approach in free agency today they got a a bit of bad news Chicago Bears general manager Ryan Poole said that they are in conversations with Jalen Johnson, that they're positive conversations as of right now, and they're hoping to get a deal done as soon as possible. And Legereus Sneed, on the other hand, has been recruited to the Philadelphia Eagles or is being recruited to the Philadelphia Eagles by a number of his former teammates, according to Tony Pauline, NFL insider. You hear both of those things. Let's start with Jalen Johnson getting a deal done. Does it shock you? And uh, do you think it's do you think it's a spot where the Steelers at this point may be missing out on on their top guy? Well, as far as Jalen Johnson goes, I don't think uh, you know anyone from the Bears is going to say, "Yeah, man, these negotiations are going awfully." Like we have no <laughs> shot of getting this guy, yeah. of keeping this guy in Chicago. So I, I'm sure they're they're given a really good front facing position. They're they're telling everyone that that things are going well. 
who actually knows? Um, I'm sure there will still be opportunities for the rest of the league to court Jalen Johnson because I doubt there's really a team out there that that wouldn't want a guy like that. Um, so I'm not counting the Steelers out just yet. Um, I know it'll be a hefty price tag, but especially with the way the salary cap went up, I don't think you can count anyone out really. I mean, I know the Bears have, like, I think they have the most cap space in the league, if not, yeah, you know, I'm their pretty top sure. Three. Yeah, it's if not their top three or five or something like that. So they're gonna have money to throw around, but so do a bunch of other teams now. Like they're not the only ones who who do. So um I'm not counting the Steelers out on Jalen Johnson yet. Same thing with Legere Sneed. Like there's I think that salary cap increase really opened the door for a lot a lot of different teams to maybe take bigger swings in free agency. So like I said, not counting the Steelers out yet, but you know, you can't ignore that they are fighting a bit of an uphill ba- uphill battle to get some of these big name free agents. So um, and the thing, the thing for me is the biggest thing is that there are only a few free agent corners that I think the Steelers can add and, and really make obvious upgrades to their defense. You know, like they've mm-hmm. got to be elite guys in order for the thing for the Steelers to consider them. And then for those guys to be clear and obvious upgrades. So, um, it does seem like the corner market's thinning out a little bit. Um, but I, I think there was already only a real upper echelon of guy, you know, Snead and Johnson were obviously there, but I think Kenny Moore is one of those guys too, that yeah. you might consider uh, that would be upgrades for this defense. So, um, I, and I feel like past those top three or four or so you're going and you're thinking NFL draft and you're feeling much better about those guys. I agree. I think there are a lot of options in the NFL draft. I think you could look at it and say Jalen Johnson and LeJarrius Snead. Cool. And we'll talk about LeJarrius Snead here in a second, but Good names, I think, good names to have. But maybe for the price tag that you're going to get one of these guys, and don't get me wrong, like Jalen Johnson's an all-pro, LeJarrius Sneed's a two-time Super Bowl champion. These guys know how to win, and they're very good in the NFL level. If you're just looking at options and kind of security moving forward, the NFL draft's the way to go. Also, you know, and maybe I'm just skeptical here, but there are there's a long list of corners in the NFL that are superstars somewhere and then go somewhere else, sign a major payday, and they kind of fall off. And you do take that risk sometimes with these young guys going into their second contract, and maybe the Steelers don't want to take that risk. You hear LeJarrius Sneed being recruited to the Philadelphia Eagles by a couple of his former uh, Louisiana Tech teammates. Let me ask you this. Eagles, obviously Super Bowl contenders, that that's a team that that's built to win. And, and that obviously carries some weight do three guys from LA tech. The only one who I could really name off the top of my head is Boston Scott hold any ground to the Mike Tomlin effect and possibly getting phone calls from TJ Watt, make Fitzpatrick, probably Patrick Peterson. And then Mike T himself. Yeah. I think, I think those Louisiana tech guys are going to stay friends, whether or not Legere Sneed signs there or not. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know how much that's going to really influence his decision. Um, I think the other thing, I mean, to be quite honest, like I don't look at the Eagles as the most stable situation in the world, you know? Like, yeah, they have tons of talent. Yeah, they are a Super Bowl contender. But, I mean, it seems delicate, you know? It seems like that thing could kind of fall apart at a moment's notice, you know? Um, That's not to say they will. I'm just saying that possibility is out there. They are not, I think, as sure a thing. And, And I think this past season proved it. That second half of this year proved it. They are not as sure a thing as some other teams around the league. Um, so you can have your concerns about the Steelers. Um, you can have your concerns about any other team in the league. Uh, I don't think the Eagles are a slam dunk if you're like, I need to go win a Super Bowl right now. Like this team's obviously going to get me 
you know, even within a game or two of of the Super Bowl. I don't think that's a given with the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, I, I don't think the Louisiana Tech con- uh, connections, and I don't think, I don't know, I don't think even the fact that the, the Eagles have a more talented roster uh, really takes the the Steelers out of running at all because the Steelers, I think, have a ton, like you alluded to with Mike Tomlin like and, and TJ Watt and Patrick Peterson and all those other guys. Like there's there's a lot to like about the Steelers too. Yeah, I agree. I think when Mike T calls and it doesn't matter. Like, uh, I think maybe Andy Reid might be the only other coach in the whole NFL that if he calls, you go, all right, Mike T, Andy Reid, Chiefs, Steelers, I think I'm going to Kansas City. I think everybody else, if Mike T gives you a phone call, you're like, ah, man, dude, Mike T, Mike Tomlin wants me, though. But Mike, but Mike, it's Mike Tomlin. And I think that holds so much ground. I do agree with you with the Philadelphia Eagles. Not the most stable situation in the NFL doesn't think that holds any ground I also think that come free agency depending on how the Steelers quarterback situation goes not corner quarter maybe free agents are more poised to go to Pittsburgh because they look at it and say well they have a quarterback and maybe that's maybe that's a team that's on the rise maybe that's a team that could make some splash and and on top of that like if you're going below like if you're getting rid of if you're losing your place in Kansas City everything else is a downgrade like you're not going anywhere else going well my Super Bowl chances are just as high as the team like no you're searching for a contract you're searching for a good situation I think the Steelers match both of those I don't think I'd be super worried about that one I'm way more worried about Jalen Johnson than the Legarius Sneed situation would you go Legarius Sneed over some of these first second round options in the NFL draft, especially, you know, say guys like Kool-Aid McKinstry or Cooper DeGene, who is quickly climbing up to be my favorite prospect in this draft, are sitting there at at the 20, maybe even early second round where the Steelers might be able to make a move. Well, I would love to hear about why you love Cooper DeGene so much uh, <laughs> these days, um, but we can talk about that later. Um I think I would go Sneed over just because he's the proven guy. And I, yeah. I think my attitude about the Steelers this offseason as they kind of approach the draft and free agency is kind of now or never, to be quite honest with you. Um, I just look at a defense that is getting older, um, a defense that, you know, they've got some young pieces, don't get me wrong, but like your superstars are getting older. Um, and yeah. We've talked about this window a little bit. Like, I is it all the way open now? I'm not. I'm not sure. This is the openest it'll, the most open it'll ever be. Um, but I, I just see it as kind of take a swing now. You know, like if you're if you're gonna push all your chips to the to the center of the table, I would do it now. So that's why I I kind of feel like Snead is the guy that you turn to um, in a moment like this. It's the kind of move you make for a team that I, I don't think is that far from being a real serious contender. And that's why I would, I'd be more comfortable, I think making a move like that for Legereus Sneed than, uh, than, you know, going for going towards the draft, uh, especially just because there aren't, I don't know. It, it all kind of hinges on the quarterback situation. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute too. But I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I, I would like to see them take the bigger swing right now. Um, I, Cause you just don't, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> trying to figure out how to word this. I just don't uh, think you know entirely how close you're ever going to be again. And so I feel like you got to take take these swings now while you've got TJ and you've got Kim and you've got Minka under contract and you got to make your move now. I agree with that. Just for starters, Cooper DeGene, 
is a stud, okay? And it would also be so cool to watch the only white corner in the NFL outside of the only real one. Riley Moss, I still think, is real up in the air. But even I remember sitting at a, at a dinner with Mike Tomlin. I want to say it was this past year. Maybe it was two years ago. And we're talking, and he's like, man, dude, there's nothing that gets my juices flowing, like getting to talk to a white corner and seeing how they're, they work because they work. They got to work differently than everybody else. And I'm like, that would just be cool. You know, Cooper DeGene is just, it's just something about it. It's just something about it. Um, I think I agree with you. If I had to go veteran versus rookie, depending on the rookie, like, you know, if you, if you're going to go one of these top two guys and it's somebody that you really feel could be a superstar instantly and make an impact and you feel enough is left in the tank with Patrick Peterson, then, okay, I could see that happening. If it's, Patrick Peterson's going to move into the slot and this rookie's going to come in here and he's going to be your only option on the outside besides Corey Trice. I'm not totally sold on that move. I think that's when you bring in a veteran and that makes a lot more sense just because I agree with you. If the Steelers are going to make a push, you might as well put all your chips on the table and say, screw it. Let's go make a push and see how far this could, this could take us. And I think a corner, a veteran corner who's proven who could come up big in these clutch moments, that's huge. I think it takes a lot of pressure off of Joey Porter Jr., who's going to be entering year two when there's always a sophomore slump. And I hope it's not there for Joey, but you you always have to take that into an, into account. I think you could look at both of those things and say that a veteran probably does make more sense for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think money-wise, it's not an issue. You know, if you sign Mason Rudolph, I, I'm down here talking to a couple of people and they're tossing out the, you know, the five million dollar mark, the two for twelve million dollar mark, and for for Mason, for Mason, that's like the wow. consensus consensus number down here is is two hmm. for twelve with maybe some incentives and like a a roster bonus, you know. So you make a little bit more, but if they could get that, if they could get something along those lines done, I don't think money's an <laughs> issue. You you're not into yeah. the the two for twelve. I'm I'm all oh, in for two I'm, for twelve is cheap. I'm into it, yeah. That's but that's my point. Is I did not. That is pretty surprising to me. I don't know. I for a quarterback, for a quarterback that you could see as a starter, like I, whew, that's that's real low. I mean, if you're the Steelers, you could go, you could go seven, you could go eight million dollars a year. You'd go and eight I would million feel dollars. Great about that. That would be incredible. Wow, I that's say, that's I, pretty shocking. I could say that it's been it's a conversation that I've had with two or three people at this point, eh, yeah, three, three people at this point. And they're all people that, you know, there's levels. There's the, okay, they know what they're talking about. They know what they're talking about. And then it kind of ended with the, if it, when it comes to Mason Rudolph, this guy knows what he's talking about, you know? And I think we both know who we're talking about here. And when he says things, you know, you got to believe it. You got to, to some degree, you got to be like, there's some truth there because chances are, Chances are that he just got off the phone, Mason Rudolph. You know, when they <laughs> just had that conversation. Um, but I think two. I agree. Two for twelve is. I think that surpasses everything. Like if you're getting two for twelve from Mason Rudolph, I'm okay. Sounds good. Like that's that's fine. That's the quarterback. I feel really good about that situation. Um, which I guess is another news and note here down at the NFL Combine. Little little tidbits that you pick up on in transit. I think that would be smooth if that could happen. If that could happen, you go out and sign anybody you could get. You know. Right. And it doesn't matter who it is, except for like Chris Jones for thirty million dollars, who people have tossed out there, and I'm like, that's never, yeah, no. that will never well, happen also just in like a million not, years. Like not necessary. Like why would you? Yeah, 
yeah, that I just I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of other options at defensive tackle. That's not one that I think I I would consider. But that's been tossed out there. Another quarterback name as we talk about the quarterbacks here. Plaxico Burris, former Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver, former Super Bowl champion with the New York Giants. Had to toss that one out there because Stephen Thompson grew up a New England Patriots fan. Um, mentioned a quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers that he thinks uh, is a fit. You were watching the video, watching him talk about it. Sam Darnold is the name. Says he is not a Ben Roethlisberger or a young Big Ben, but he he fits. He fits the mold of what they're looking for. Could be good enough. You hear that name. Uh, what was your reaction when you first saw it? Because when you texted me it, my immediate thought was, yeah, no. But right. maybe you had something different. Uh, no, I didn't. Um, I, I think I texted you this more out of, wow, look at look at how silly this is, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to be mean. <laughs> but it's, I don't know. This this is not a f- an option at all uh, in my mind. I don't think this does anything for the Steelers. I don't really think this even does anything for Sam Darnold. Like he's not better than Kenny Pickett. I mean, as much as people don't nope. don't like Kenny Pickett, this guy is not be- that much better or better at all. Uh, he is at best a career backup at a time when the Steelers need need like a splash. I mean, like I said, like this is when we're talking quarterbacks for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think you need a ceiling raiser, and Sam Darnold is anything but. I, I think at best he is someone who could keep you at this level. Uh, and that was, I think, part of what uh, Palexico was trying to say. He said he was a fit. You know, that was, he, he, you know, might not be, like you said, a young Ben Roethlisberger, but he's a fit. And I don't, I don't need a fit right now. I need a guy who nah. can elevate this team. I need a guy who can make this team better. I need a guy who can, I don't know, not just like play within the system, not just be a game manager, not just let his, his defense, you know, kind of win games for him while he, dinks and dunks and, and gets you just enough. Like you need a ceiling raiser. Um, and I, I get it. You're not going to be able to, it, the AFC is just a weird, in a weird spot right now. And I think we're all in a weird spot coming off of the Super Bowl because it feels like Patrick Mahomes is just kind of inevitable. You know, like there is, there's no quarterback in the league that's better than him. And right now it's hard to imagine a quarterback exists in the league right now that, that can beat him in a Super Bowl, you know? And yeah. You're not going to recruit a guy. So, so by that very by that very nature, you're not going to recruit a guy who can beat him. But you need someone better than than Sam Darnold. I, like I, I, you need like I don't understand how this is a fit even at all. Um, I, I don't understand how this guy is even on anyone's radar. I, I don't understand what kind of fit this constitutes and how it makes the Steelers better. I, I don't know if he's on anybody's radar to begin with. Like I just don't know if that's if that's. I've heard him tossed out there for the Steelers. That's it. That's the only team that I've seen right. Sam Darnold associated with all offseason long. It doesn't. You're exactly right with the ceiling raiser. You need a ceiling raiser. And maybe that ceiling raiser is is Mason Rudolph. Maybe it's just a better Kenny Pickett. Who knows? I can tell you right now that Sam Darnold's not walking into the Steelers locker room or, you know, going to the south side and beating Kenny Pickett out in, in a battle. You know, they're not going to Latrobe and Sam Darnold's your week one starter. That's just not going to happen. Kenny Pickett is has won more games in the NFL has looked better at times than Sam Darnold does. I just not a not a guy that I think fits anything for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think there's a lot. There are so many other, like, I don't know if we're going to be honest, I'm bringing Ryan Tannehill in and saying that makes more sense than Sam Darnold. I'm drafting somebody and saying that makes more sense than Sam Darnold. And again, I agree that Sam Darnold is a quality backup. 
good for what you're looking for. If you're a team like the San Francisco 49ers or I don't know, the New York, if he wants to go back to the New York Jets or wherever, he's not coming to Pittsburgh and competing for a starting job. Like if July comes around and the Steelers already have two guys that are competing and they're like, well, we could use a third and Sam wants to come to Pittsburgh and be a third. Cool. All for it. But as a starter, there's just like, I just don't get how you could pick somebody. There are so many guys out there. You know, why is nobody tossed out? So many quarterbacks. Like why is nobody, if you're going to toss out Sam Darnold, toss out Tyrod Taylor, toss out, I don't know, who's the dude in LA in the, in Vegas. Yeah. In oh, uh, like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Toss out literally anybody who has started a game over the last two or three seasons and say, well, maybe they could work too, you know? Who knows? Because if that's where the bar is, I mean, there's just nothing here that says Sam Darnold starting quarterback for the Steelers. Right. It, it, I, I think you make the perfect point. I was thinking that at the um, – like if they already have two guys, you know, if like Sam Darnold is your surefire third quarterback, sure. Yeah. Like, whatever. Like, who cares? Um, but, like, the idea that at this point in the offseason, you would reach for Sam Darnold. For, for what reason? Like, he hasn't he hasn't done anything in his career that makes you think this guy is going to, I don't know, elevate our team, make it better. He is, at best, an insurance plan. Uh, and that is, that is being very generous, I think, given what Sam Darnold has done in, in his career. I agree. I agree. He's not even a good insurance plan. Like, he's a... He's uh well we have him you know like what's the difference between having Sam Darnold and Mitch Trubisky on your roster you that's, had yeah, Mitch exactly. Trubisky like that's the difference is you saw that Mitch Trubisky didn't work out you haven't had Sam Darnold yet that is the only separator between the two that one doesn't make any sense Plaxico man you won some Super Bowls you know what to do <sighs> just I this one's wrong you know this one is uh but Plaxico's had some he's had some bold takes out there he's he was a big pusher big component of or proponent of. Steelers should hire Byron Leftwich. He's out here saying Sam Darnold. Just, you know, maybe maybe it's a good Maybe thing, that's what we're know? not thinking. You know, maybe Byron Leftwich could have fixed Sam Darnold, and we're not considering that. Maybe that was going to be his next take, and we were If not either getting, of them are in the NFL adults. next year, if Sam Darnold is a starting quarterback and Byron Leftwich is an offensive coordinator next year, I will admit I'm wrong. But when neither of those things happen, we will ignore this and keep moving. <laughs> Other odds and ends as we move forward. Uh, day one of the NFL Combine. It was a blast down here. Won't lie to you. We'll say this. You know how last year was those like real soggy sandwiches for lunch? And I'm sorry. I don't want to be doing this to you because. Oh, my God. You know, I do wish you not. No, Dude, no, no. I ate the same turkey and cheese sandwich every day for a week. <laughs> I will say that it's not. It's still box lunches. It's still uh-huh. box lunches. But today was like a very delicious chicken Caesar wrap. With like a little bit of some fruit, dude. The fruit was so good. Ooh. The cookie was fantastic. I was, I was like, man, dude, this is. Uh, I felt bad. Everything positive that was happening, I'm just like, this is, this is super upsetting. I wanted to like text our boss and be like, hey, you, you really messed this is up here, fault. man. Yep. Yeah, like this is, this is just cruel. Um, but they are, they're good. But day one down here doing uh, doing well. Hopefully, Omar Khan uh, talks at some point. Some other odds and ends here. John Harbaugh spoke. Baltimore Ravens. Um. I said this to you guys before we were walking or before we started John Harbaugh walked by me after the podium and you know, he's up on the podium. You can't really tell. And maybe I'm totally off here because the man he was walking next to was ginormous, just a uh, three human beings in one pretty sure John Harbaugh is a very tiny man. Very, very <laughs> not John, not, not very big man, like smaller than me. 
which I'm just shocked because he does not does not come across that way on TV. You know, like no. he doesn't. And maybe I just don't watch him like you know standing next to you know uh, don't they have like Orlando Brown or something like yeah, so I don't yeah. like know like okay what does John Harbaugh look like against like a normal person but I, I was I was shocked I I agree I was I looked at I did did a double take I was like was that was that John Harbaugh what is this that's that's a baby man that's a child man that's very very tiny very tiny um, he dropped two little tidbits here one of them's on Mike Tomlin was asked if he was shocked by all of the nonsense that was happening at the end of the season, talking about Mike Tomlin stepping away from the team and considering a change of scenery and, and so on and so forth. And he uh, pretty much said how great Mike Tomlin is and, and the competition between the two and what Mike Tomlin has done for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the NFL as a whole, and then said pretty much, no, I'm not surprised by it. No, I never expect that he ever will leave the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's early. We're eight months, nine months out from this conversation happening again, but it will happen again. And there will be reports from Florio and everybody else talking about, well, Mike Tomlin's going to consider going to the chargers and the Washington commanders and every other vacancy out there. Can we put it to get to bed early? Because I think it's very clear that at this point in, in, you know, in the NFL, nobody, nobody inside the NFL cares about that, nor believes any of it at all. Well, I mean, did does John Harbaugh know that Mike Tomlin's from Virginia, so he could? And his you know. wife loves L.A. Loves right. L.A. So I, I would, I would bring that up with John before we we kind of put this to bed just yet. I'm not sure he knew all the facts of the situation. That that is true. That is true. Nobody included that in the question. I will go tell Joe Rudder of the Trib Review. Look, man. Next time you're going to ask a question, you make sure all the facts are in that question, and right. then you ask the question. Um, but yeah, it's a good good time to uh, put that away. I'm I'm very thankful for John for just tossing that one to the side there as early as humanly possible and getting that out of the way so that we can move on. We can definitely move on. The other uh, tidbit he tossed out there, or it wasn't him actually, it was Eric DaCosta, their general manager, was talking about the Steelers' new linebacker, Jeremiah Moon, who they signed. They claimed off of waivers prior to the Super Bowl. They officially got him after the Super Bowl. Then they agreed to a new contract with him the other day, and he said, quote, Jeremiah is a very hard-charging guy, good on special teams. I think he's a developmental outside backer, strong and physical, great attitude, and I think he's going to he's gonna have a great career, definitely. The Steelers already have a couple of really good outside linebackers. Do you think that Moon is, for one, a possible replacement for Marcus Golden, who is set to be a free agent, and two, you know, is this just another building block that people should be kind of optimistic for when it comes to the Steelers? Well, I think I'm optimistic about him. Um, just like as a player, like not even necessarily within the context of the Steelers. Like he is, he seems like a good athlete. Um, you know, the special teams experience is valuable. Um, and he's young too. Like there's room to grow. Uh, this guy is, I think he's only spent two seasons as a pro and he's only really played for one season. Um, so I think there's like definitely room for him. I kind of hope he's not a replacement for Marcus Golden just because I really like Marcus Golden. Like I think Marcus Golden, yeah, I think he's like a good player. Um, and I think a really valuable backup. Like I think he could be a starter in a bunch of places and he's even more valuable as a backup here in Pittsburgh. So kind of hope not. Um, but I, I think just as a player, I think I can see the upside. Um, it might not be in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's almost, I don't know. I don't want to say it's definitely not going to be in Pittsburgh, but I feel like this guy yeah. has, 
has a chance somewhere, you know, and I, I kind of hope he gets, I, yeah, I'm interested to see what he does in camp and during the preseason because this guy's going to make himself some money somewhere. I'd have to assume. I, I, I think he's could have a good training camp and, and see a different opportunity somewhere else. Maybe. I, I agree. I agree. I, when it comes to the the Marcus Golden piece, I, I think that Marcus Golden's the man. I think that the only disadvantage that you have when it comes to Marcus Golden is that he isn't a special teamer and you want some special teams help. I think Nick Herbig and the step that he might be able to take in year two could kind of, I don't want to say escort, but you know, could kind of push the envelope to say, okay, we need a fourth guy who is a special teams heavy guy. And I think that's where Moon could come into place. I like the the young athletic guys. I think worst case scenario, this guy ends up on the practice squad and you feel really good about it. Um, but just the fact that he comes from Baltimore, Baltimore is just like Pittsburgh. They, they produce good linebackers. I think that always, you know, makes you kind of feel good about who they bring in and the opportunities that they have with this guy. And I also think that you're going to lose a couple of, of core special teamers this year that you're going to want to try and replace like, you know, a guy like Elijah Riley probably won't be back in Pittsburgh in 2024. You know, Miles Kilbrew is set to be a free agent. You don't know what's going to happen there. That's a huge name to watch. You don't know if Mark Robinson's going to be on the roster again in 2024 because how many years are you going to give him before you start looking for other options at inside linebacker? Like, there are so many names that you're going to want to look at. And, I mean, Rodney Williams, you know, there's no chance you're keeping four tight ends around in 20. Like, that's just not going to happen. I think that you look at all those pieces and you say this is this is something that you could value. Um, I love Marcus Golden, would love Marcus Golden to come back. Uh, but I think Nick Herbig's development kind of leaves the door open for a guy like Moon. And I think that's that's promising for the Steelers. Somebody who's that young to have a young core like that would be I mean, that would be really nice for the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially if they're all good. You know, a couple of years ago it was a young core that was terrible. Now a young yeah. core that's pretty good. It'd be nice. It'd be a good side, different side of the coin. Yeah, definitely be a different, uh, yeah, different feeling around the Steelers linebackers room, and and that would, yeah, Moon. I, I, you make, I think that's a great point about Herbig. Like he's, if he comes along, it it changes the calculus quite a bit. Sorry, had to take a sip of water there. <laughs> Somebody walked by, um, caught me off guard. Yes, I agree. All right, last thing I want to talk about here. Last news and notes from. The NFL Combine Day 1 Falcons general manager. Man, I'm going to be real bad at this name. Um, I texted it to you guys earlier. It is Terry Fontenot. I hope I said that right. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. We're going to take a shot on that one. If I ever cover the Atlanta Falcons, if we ever find ourselves in Atlanta as beat reporters, we'll have to apologize. Or at least I'll have to apologize to our man Terry. But he, uh, he tossed out. A little bit of love for Arthur Smith for Pittsburgh Steelers new offensive coordinator saying, quote, yeah, I love Arthur Smith. And we spent three years together and we were like brothers and we had really collaborative, a a really collaborative relationship. Love Arthur, love his family, and we're rooting for him going to Pittsburgh. And look, Arthur is if you spend any time with him, you can tell right away he's a smart guy and all he's worried about is making that football team better. And so I've gotten to talk to Coach Tomlin over the last few weeks to know to now being with Raheem and the relationship he has with Mike Tomlin, but I know they're going to have a really good relationship and they're going to do everything they can do to make that team as good as they can. Rave reviews. Raheem Morris also said later that 
he wouldn't be up there if the Falcons didn't have a quarterback situation that was probably not up to par. So I think that that bodes well for those who had the question of, was it Arthur Smith or was it Desmond Ritter? Probably means that it was more Desmond Ritter than Arthur Smith. You hear uh, some kind words about the Steelers' new OC, especially coming from Atlanta. I, I mean, I think to two degree it's expected, but still when it's of that magnitude, uh, what were your thoughts? Well, this was the first text you got, right? After Arthur Smith was hired was, uh, I don't know, great care. What was, I forget the great exact character word. guy. Yeah. 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 It was great character guy. Um, so not surprising. Um, good to hear. I think, especially on the quarterback front, I feel like that's the, that's the more notable thing. Um, is that I think everyone in Atlanta kind of acknowledges that this wasn't wholly Arthur Smith's issue. I think, you know, there's still some concerns I had about, you know, player usage outside the quarterback, uh, outside the quarterback realm. But um, I think that does alleviate some of the concerns I had, not completely, but a, a little bit, uh, does a little bit of work there to, to make me feel a little bit better about what he could do in the right scenario with uh, kind of the right supporting cast around him in the right role. Um, you know, how he could develop a quarterback, how he could get a young guy like a Kenny Pickett up to speed and, and into the right spot. So encouraging for sure. Um, if not, not that surprising, very although. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I I expect I don't expect anybody to ever go out there and be like, "Yeah, man, garbage." Arthur Smith, <laughs> terrible. I don't understand how he got a an offensive coordinator job. Um, but it's still good to hear. Like it's I think the the Morris saying his part about the quarterback situation struck me a little bit harder. But hearing that high of praise about hey, it didn't work out, but this guy is really smart and has all the tangibles. I think, like we've said a number of times, sometimes it's just easier to be an offensive coordinator than it is to be a head coach in the NFL. And in this situation, I think maybe that's just where Arthur Smith is. And I think that it's very hard to acknowledge that sometimes, but when it's coming from the general manager, when it's coming from the guy who hired you, who then fired you, it's probably meaningful that he says hey look at this dude's really good at his job he just wasn't good at the job we gave him and I think that 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 means a ton you know and, and I take that as a, a boat of confidence that that should leave Steelers fans uh feeling pretty good you know feeling feeling pretty uh pretty optimistic about what their new OC brings to the table um with that that's all the news and notes that I got from day one quiet day no Omar Khan Hopefully we get to talk to him at some point this week, but again, we will wait and see very delicate situation over there with the Khan family. Um, moving forward tomorrow, defensive linemen, linebackers. I think that's it. I was telling you earlier, probably could have showed up on Thursday, said, Hey, what's up with the corners and then left, but it's good to spend a week down at the NFL combine. I'm very excited to be down here. Uh, we'll have more for you guys on what's today, Tuesday. So on Friday, yeah, so we'll have more for you guys on Friday, bringing everything that we got down here at the NFL Combine. With that said, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Check us out anything, anywhere you get your podcasts. As always, check all of our stuff out at allsteelers.com. We have, I think, a dozen stories going on from just today alone, and we didn't even talk to anybody. So that means that there is plenty of action coming over the next four or five days down here in Indianapolis. Steven will be holding it down at InsideThePanthers.com with all the pit coverage over there in the city of Pittsburgh. 
Like I said, we will be back on Friday. Enjoy another beautiful day in the park. Peace.